the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. We continue to track the consequences of the disastrous experimental injections that were imposed upon the world, supposedly to stop a virus that had a death rate similar to the seasonal flu, 0.1%. We were told we had to get the shot or lose our jobs. We were forced to get it to travel, to go to college, to go on a cruise, or even volunteer to work for the city of San Diego. It's still being pushed on us through propaganda and advertising, and we want it to stop. In a minute, I will introduce our guest, retired Major Thomas Haviland, who's done a survey that we hope has tremendous implications and an effect to help stop this madness. Uh, But first, let's celebrate some victories on the health freedom front. The San Diego City Council voted last week to withdraw their illegal vaccine mandate on city employees and volunteers, but they were under pressure from litigation. Pressed by Amy Reichert and Reopen San Diego, our big supporters that we've been supporting from the beginning of this pandemic, uh, they decided to vote against it because they didn't want to pay the penalties that they would have had to. They must have thought that they would lose in in the court of law. This is a huge victory, so we celebrate that. And I think the lawsuit is still going to proceed because there's all the damages that have already been done. But that, anyway, that is a great victory. Another big victory statewide relates to this so-called COVID misinformation law that was signed late last year by Governor Gavin Newsom. It basically said that any doctor that went against the official narrative, and of course the problem is that official narrative keeps changing all the time, but that doctor or healthcare practitioner could get their license pulled. That was a very real threat, but the judge, a federal judge, has put that on hold, saying that it's likely infringing on the First Amendment. So we still need to have the final court decision on this case, but in the meantime, it isn't taking effect, and his uh, view of this, this federal judge view of this, is a positive sign. And another thing, the documentary film that you briefly mentioned, Kathleen, and we've mentioned before, Died Suddenly, came out two or three months ago. Well, it's now gotten millions and millions of viewers, despite all the censorship from big tech. And if you go on rumble.com, you can view it, Died Suddenly. And at our church, for example, we even had a public viewing a few weeks ago, and we had hardly any publicity, and we had about 80 people come out, and we had a great discussion afterwards. So encourage you with either a church or a political group or other other social group you're involved in, 
view this movie together as a group because you can have some great discussions, even if you don't all agree. And we did, and we encourage you to see it. Uh, But this film has encouraged citizen journalists like our guest today, retired Major Thomas Havland, to rise up and help to get caring citizens to effect change. Now, in the film, it showed graphic pictures of embalmers finding these strange fibrous clots in the corpses that they've been preparing for burial. And there were at least six embalmers testifying that they're finding these fibrous clots. And we saw even in the embalming room in the film of them pulling them out of bodies. And we heard Richard Hirschman and others talk about this. And then there was even an embalmers convention where about 100 embalmers agreed that they were also finding the clots. So we really want to hear what this, uh, you know, the curiosity that it it sparked in our guest today, Major Tom Haviland. So welcome today. We're really honored to have you. Hey, Kathleen and Brian, thanks for having me on the show to talk about this very important issue that most Americans don't know about. Well, you're taking, you have taken an objective approach. In other words, you haven't just run with it. And I, I want to hear more about what caused you to do the survey, because that's kind of a big undertaking. So tell us a little more what caused you to want to do the survey, and then um, how you did it. What are the mechanics of it? Well, I want to point out that, that Major Haviland is a retired U.S. Air Force major. He's a defense contractor. He's an engineer and a data analyst, and he has just very significant credentials to be able to be doing this. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Kathleen. So. Yeah, I spent 20 years in the Air Force, retired as a major, spent 16 years as a defense contractor, so 36 years in total working with and in the United States Air Force. <clears throat> I've got a math degree from Ohio State University, electrical engineering degree from Louisiana Tech, a master's in MIS from Webster University in St. Louis. And what started this whole thing for me was the same thing you were talking about. The film died suddenly. I watched it the week of Thanksgiving when it came out, the Monday of that week. And, you know, it started off kind of crazy. They had pictures of Bigfoot in it and the moon landing. And I said, what's going on here? And I almost didn't stick with it. But I said, I'll watch a little bit more. And I'm glad that I did, Kathleen and and Brian, because at the 13-minute and 15-second mark, an amazing statement is made. An embalmer named uh, Mr. Wallace Hooker was presenting recently at an Ohio Embalmers Association conference in Columbus, Ohio, on 26 October of this last year. And during that conference, he showed photographs of these white fibrous clots that he'd been pulling out of his bodies for about the last year and a half to an audience, like you said, of about 100 embalmers. And he said, are you seeing these same things? And he said almost the entire room of 100 embalmers raised their hands, yes, they were seeing these things. So then he asked them, uh, well, when did you start seeing them? And the whole room... The whole room uh, agreed it was started about a year and a half ago that would put it right in the middle of 2021, about six months after the vaccines rolled out. You know, coincidence? You know, we can't say that causation is necessarily or correlation is necessarily causation, but it sure is suspicious, right? Huh. So, th- nice. uh, so what I did the next day, I went to bed that night, and it was on a Monday. I got, to, I got up the next day on Tuesday, and I said, you know, I bet you no journalist is going to, no reporter is going to chase after this story. So I live in Dayton, Ohio, <clears throat> about uh, an hour north of Cincinnati, which is where the Ohio Embalmers Association is located. So I called the uh, the association, and I talked to their secretary, their president, a Mr. Dan Becker, and their second vice president, a Mr. Woody Wilson. 
And I asked all three of the gentlemen, did you happen to be in the room at the time those 100 embalmers supposedly raised their hands? Yes. And unfortunately, none of the three gentlemen happened to be in the room at the time. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> that, that happened. However, the last gentleman, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Woody Wilson, who is a uh, funeral home owner and embalmer himself up in the uh, little town of Marysville, Ohio, about an hour north of me, he says, Tom, I've been seeing the white fibrous clots in my practice. So I said, you know, this is something here, right? We, I, we've got to do a survey, a nationwide survey, to see if embalmers all around the country are, are seeing this. And nobody else was doing it. You know, so, so I, I took it upon myself. Uh, I have a friend who lives in northeast Ohio, a woman named Laura Kasner, who is an expert in survey monkey, which is the tool, online tool that we use to actually do the survey. I said, well, I'm going to create an uh, embalmer blood clot survey that then asks, you know, embalmers what, what they're seeing out there, right? So that so I well, generated wanted, a survey. You wanted to verify what was in the film, if it really was for real. And yes, exactly. the film has been a little criticized for some of the extraneous material that, you know, maybe may, w- would make someone want yeah. to look into that more. But that, but this this white clot phenomena, you know, Steve Kerr said they could have just stuck to that, and that would have been really phenomenal. Uh, you know, well, that, that statement just, you, in, in the film, regardless of the inconsistencies in the rest of the film, that statement is an incredible statement. Yes, either it those is. Either 100 embalmers saw those clots, or they, either they raised their hands or they didn't, right? Right. Right, or it's like, was it really staged, or was it for real? Yeah, was, yeah. was it real embalmers? So, so you so decided I, to check it out. Exactly. I took the task then of, of, of trying to do a survey that answers, you know, the basic re- uh, questions a reporter always asks, right? Who, what, where, when, why, and how. The two questions I really cannot ask are the who, because there's a certain privacy to the embalming room yeah. about the dead. Plus, the embalmers themselves, I think, wanted to remain anonymous. They're, they're a little fidgety about wanting to answer questions that could potentially <laughs> link these things to the vaccine. So uh, so we, uh, we didn't address the who, nor did we address the why. Embalmers are not qualified to say why the clots or how the clots are forming. Right. So they can't they can address the questions what, right? Are you seeing these fi- white fibrous clots? Where? Where on the body are you seeing them? When? When did you first start seeing these clots? And then how much? You know, what percentage of your corpses are you seeing these clots in? So th- the questions I asked centered around those main four questions. So the next thing I had to do, my assistant Laura loaded those into SurveyMonkey, so we got the survey ready to distribute, but now my dilemma is how do I get it out to the world? So I used a two-prong approach, Kathleen and Brian. I uh, basically sent it uh, using a top-down approach. I contacted the 30 most populated states in the United States. Each, each state has a funeral, funeral home, or excuse me, a funeral director association mm-hmm. that has funeral directors and embalmers underneath it. So I, I contacted, called the presidents of those 30 associations, and then got their email addresses and sent them uh, the survey in an email with a link to it. All they have to, it was, all they have to do is click on it, takes you straight to this three-minute survey, you know, just a half a dozen questions or so that, that we had for the embalmers. Right. And I yeah. want to point out that you mentioned, you said what questions you asked, you know, are you seeing the clots? When did you start seeing them? But you never mentioned anything about the vaccine. So That's correct. Uh, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. As, as, but, but we got a lot of responses from embalmers uh, that talked about the vaccines. We had a comment section at the end. Yeah. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But the other, the other approach that we used, we used a bottom-up approach also to get the survey out. We also contacted eight, over 800 funeral homes directly, got their email addresses. So, like, for example, in California, 
I found the email addresses for uh, funeral homes in the Los Angeles, San Jose, San Diego, San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento areas, for example, and sent you know uh, the survey directly to them as well. So using this uh, top-down approach through the funeral state funeral director associations and a bottom-up approach by sending it to funeral homes directly, I was hoping to get maximum participation. Now, despite that, we only did get 128 responses to the survey. Out of 800. Yeah, I was was hoping to get more like 300 or 400 responding. But I still think that 128 is a a large enough number that it's uh, statistically significant, and it it tells us at Houston we do have a problem. Because the second question we asked, the one about are you seeing these white fibrous clots, of the 128 embalmers that responded, 88 of them said, yes, we are seeing these white fibrous clots. That's 69%, almost 7 out of every 10 embalmers, Brian and Kathleen, are seeing these white fibrous clots. Yeah, that's I would lot. say yeah. I, I have certainly had training in statistics, and I, and I would say there are surveys where, with as few as 50 responses. There still, it's always a plus or minus, like a plus or minus 3.8% or plus or minus 4.2%, but certainly 128 responses random out of that universe that you sent it out to, I would think would have uh, definitely statistical significance. So you're yeah, saying I, I, you know, basic... I definitely enough to say, Houston, we have a problem. Yes, right? yes, right. Yeah. Now, the next question I asked was, what years are you seeing it? And I actually gave them an option. I said years, plural, because I wanted them to respond to any year of the options that I had available. And I had 2018 through 2022. I put 2018 and 2019 on there as control years before COVID, you know, hit. Right, right. So I didn't expect many or any to see in that in, on those two years. Then I had 2020, of course, which was a year that had COVID but no vaccines yet, right? We were still waiting for the vaccines to come out. Right. And then years 2021 and 2022 as years that we had both COVID and the vaccines available. Mm-hmm. And the answer to that question, Kathleen and Brian, was the majority, the main consensus of the embalmers, started seeing these clots, these white fibrous clots, in the years 2021 and then continuing into 2022. Like I said, which just happens to be after the rollout of the vaccines. I'm sure, uh, Major Tom, that that is just pure coincidence and couldn't have any (laughs) link whatsoever to the vaccine, don't you think? Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's that's right. I'm not not representing CNN. That is when the excess deaths, the overall mortality went up too. It didn't go up I mean it went somewhat up in 2020 but it really spiked up in 2021 in 22 Now, so that's a coincidence too? Really? Well we did did see Kathleen, a small percentage about about a third of the embalmers that saw the uh, white fibrous clots did see some white fibrous clots starting in the year 2020 and I think that there's some doctors with theories out there about what's going on uh, that, you know, in the year of COVID itself, COVID, the COVID virus itself has a spike protein on the surface. Right, mm-hmm. right. That spike protein can help contribute to the formation of what they call these amyloid proteins, amyloid proteins, which are kind of misshaped, misfolded proteins that our, our body usually can break it down with an enzyme that we have called plasmin. It breaks down any in, uh, clotting that happens naturally inside the body when you're repairing blood vessels that have been damaged. But if the protein is misshapenly folded, these these new amyloid proteins, then it becomes very difficult for the enzyme plasmin to attach to the protein and then break it down. So then the the clots tend to persist. So my theory is, is in the years 2021 and 2022, when the vast majority of the embalmers saw the the white fibrous clots, 
is that that effect, that, that formation of these amyloid proteins got supercharged with the introduction of the vaccines. Because mm. if you remember, the vaccines were supposed to stay in your upper arm and produce spike protein for just a few days to a week or so, just enough to elicit an immune response from your, from your natural immune system. Right, right. But that's not what happened, right? The, the, the vaccine, as we know now, goes all over your body, turning your whole body into a spike protein factory. And we also know that, that uh, the mRNA can keep producing the spike protein for months, not just days or weeks. So my theory, and a lot of doctors' theories out there, is that the effect that started in 2020 with COVID, this, this formation of these amyloid proteins, got supercharged in 2021 and 2022 with the advent and rollout of the vaccines. It's speculation at this point, but it's a pretty good theory, and it seems to match very closely to the data that I've collected. Well, and Dr. Martinson, I think you interviewed with him, did you? I did, Chris Martinson. Yes. He said if bird feathers were showing up in dead bodies and death rates were way up, in normal times the officials would want to investigate this immediately. Why aren't they investigating? But let's hope that your survey is instrumental in getting them to do that. Um, yeah, and that's what, at the very end, I'll, uh, what I've done is I've actually um, submitted, the FDA had a meeting last week. Oh, uh, really? A safety meeting on the 26th. I actually requested to speak at that meeting. They had an hour open for uh, oral presentations from the public, and they were giving every speaker three minutes. So I had condensed my, my, my talk into a, a, a small slide package of, and just to, to present for three minutes. Unfortunately, they had too many speakers, and I, they had a lottery, and I was not selected. But I did submit a written package to the FDA, so they have all this information and the results of the survey. I also just today, I, I forwarded, I guess, uh, uh, U.S. Representative Brad Westrup from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, is the new uh, chairman of the House of Representatives, U.S. House Representatives Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. So I forwarded all this information to uh, Congressman uh, Westrup, too, and hopefully he'll get to take a look at that and present it on the floor of the House of Representatives and then also in this uh, uh, oversight committee that he is the chairman of. That's very encouraging because I'm seeing that the new, uh, the new Republican House is already putting some real attention, as they should, on on the whole COVID issue, and this should be very, very important part of that. And they've already passed a bill in the House to repeal all existing emergency declarations and other mandates and restrictions relative to COVID. Whether or not, unlikely probably that it'll get farther than the House, but it's still very important work that they're doing, bringing these things to light. So, Major Tom, we mentioned uh, in your survey you never asked about COVID, or you never mentioned COVID in your survey questions. Or vaccine. But in the comments of the embalmers, didn't some of them, yeah, the vaccine, didn't, didn't some of them mention the COVID vaccine anyway? They sure did. Before we go there, one more. Uh, the, the other critical question, of course, we asked is, what percentage of your corpses are you seeing these white fibrous clots in? And Kathleen and Brian, yeah. it's shocking. 57 out of the 128 uh, embalmers that responded to the survey, it's about 44% of them, said they're seeing these white fibrous clots in 20% or more of their corpses. 23 of them of the embalmers said they're seeing the clots in 21 to 40 percent of their of their corpses. Another 23 embalmers said they're seeing these white fibrous clots in 41 to 60 percent of their corpses. And uh, even 10 embalmers said they're seeing these white fibrous clots in 61 to 80 percent of their corpses. 
So if that's any indication of what's really happening out there, we have a major disaster on our hands. Wow. It's shocking, isn't it? And you also asked about these grape jelly clots, which can also cause heart attack strokes. I mean, they've increased as well. That's right. Uh, By the way, going back to the white fibrous clots for a minute, we made sure that when we first sent out the survey that we had embalmers distinguish between these new, unusual white fibrous white fibrous, very large clots, and what they typically call uh, chicken fat clots. Chicken fat, fat clots they've been seeing for years, <laughs> embalmers have, those are typically yellowish in nature, much smaller, and they tear very easily. Far different from these new, unusual white fibrous clots that are really large and tough, hard to tear. But in terms of jelly clots, as you mentioned, Kathleen, uh, embalmers have also seen an increase. Two-thirds of the embalmers responding said they've seen an increase in those over the last couple of years as well, both in, um, in, in uh, the number of them. And then one gentleman I talked to said they've even increased in their viscosity. They're more like grape jam than they are grape jelly. And they can be dangerous, too. Yes. But, well, uh, the phenomenon you're describing or that these embalmers are describing could certainly explain what we're seeing reports of literally every day of young, healthy people and often young athletes from all over the world who have been vaccinated, usually been boosted, usually because they were forced to, that are just dropping dead that you'd never otherwise expect to see happen unless it's something like this going on. And the doctors just list it as a heart attack or a stroke. They don't investigate what caused this yeah. An, an, unusual, you know, it could be the the fibrous clot, it, breaking a piece off of it, or 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 I mean, these these blood clots are a known side effect of the vaccine. So why aren't they investigating what's causing the increased rate of heart attacks and strokes? It's just so. You're right. It's perplexing, isn't it? You would think there'd be more autopsies being done, especially on young, healthy people who die suddenly. And you're absolutely right, Brian. I mean, these clots could be, you know, if, if they're they can be restricting blood flow around them in the veins and arteries. You know, if a piece of the clot breaks loose, it could cause an embolism and go to a critical pathway and you know cause somebody to have a heart attack or a stroke. And, and, and sure enough, those are the, the those are the phenomenons we've been seeing, especially alarmingly in our younger population. It, it's it's an equal opportunity killer, though. I mean, I think the, the clots are killing elderly people as well, but it's but it's striking the youth as well, and that's what's really really concerning. So what we want to do is. Do, you know, maybe the CDC and the FDA are not going to look into this because they haven't looked into other people who have, I mean, other people have approached them to try to get them to do something like Steve Kersey's emailed them and called them and put billboards up outside their building. And, and you know, they just absolutely want to ignore him. But maybe on a local level, we can get our county medical examiners to do these autopsies. Because here in no. California, there is a law that says any death that is even suspected of being caused by a toxic substance or a drug must be investigated, but they're not doing it. It's a political problem. So the more people that know about this and that these 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 clots are being found in the dead bodies, the better. And the and then and then and then we can uh, come up with a solution to help with these. To, you know, to treat these people that have the vaccine injuries and the clots. And I mean, there might be ways people are coming out. There might be ways for people that are at risk. Let's say they've had like five boosters or something, and there's people like that out there. There are treatments that potentially they could have if they have access to the right people 
that can uh, protect them. But they have them. to be diagnosed correctly. They have to, they have to get so. the right information. It's unfortunate there is such a shroud of mystery around all this. Like you say, you know, it's my understanding that there's quite a few uh, large percentage of Californians, for example, when they pass away, they get cremated as opposed to being embalmed and, and buried. So, you know, the evidence will go away right there if somebody's cremated as opposed to being embalmed. Right. And like I said, a lot, a lot of times the families are reluctant to talk about whether their loved one was jabbed or not. It's unfortunate because I think uh, if more Americans knew and we could get to the bottom of it, then uh, we might be able to get the solutions, right? Be, be, it's hard to talk about a problem when people are in denial that there's even a problem. Exactly. Well, Major and- Tom, what do, you, what do you plan to do next, if I may ask, with this, with this survey or this project? Well, like I said, I submitted it last week to the FDA. I'm going on shows like your thank you for having me on, because the more we get this information out to the public and the more we get it into the hands of, of people in Congress, like I said, I'm you know, trying to get it into the hands of a, my congressman right here in Ohio, who's a- actually just, I'm fortunate enough that he is actually the chair of the, the coronavirus pandemic subcommittee in the, in the House, U.S. House of Representatives, that you know, we can bring it to the attention and, g- and get things done. But as you said earlier, if, if the medical establishment doesn't do anything, if Big Pharma doesn't do anything, and if our Congress even fail, fails us in our government, guess what? We are still the last line of defense, right? You don't have to take these vaccines if you don't want to. If you think that they're not giving you any benefit, and I think Americans have figured it out, because 80% of Americans took the first two jabs, uh, according to the CDC tracker site. Yeah. Less than 20% of Americans have taken the latest Omicron bivalent booster, even though it's been out there for five months, and even though Rochelle Lewinsky and Dr. Fauci have pushed it heavily. So there's been a total flip from 80% uptake on the vaccines to less than 20% uptake on the vaccines on this latest one. So I think Americans have figured it out. The, the, the shots are not working. They're not stopping you from catching COVID. They're not stopping you from transmitting it to others. They, and they're, they're starting to hear about nasty side effects like myocarditis and how these white fibers. I, I think you're absolutely right. Sudden death. And, and people can do public showings of the film Died Suddenly. And now we have the evidence to back it up. That Thanks it, so much, it Major Tom. It is happening. Yes. So we can approach our local county officials as well. Thank, thank so. you, Brian and Kathleen. It's been so, a pleasure. Been a pleasure. Yes. To bless your neighbor, as mentioned, View Died Suddenly on Rumble.com. Uh, you can access Major Tom's survey online. You can go to Steve Kirsch's Substack. You can email us at biblicalcitizen.com. Till next week. Thanks. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.